you know, going back to when I first immigrated to the United States at the age of four, to me, the hallmark of my journey to um, to my current position and, uh, and my other positions has always been my avid support for public education. This is In the Know with ACCT, the voice of community college leaders. I'm Jacob Bray. Welcome back to the fourth season of In the Know with ACCT. We have a lot of great content to share with you this season, so we're excited to get started. Our first episode is an interview with ACCT's new president and CEO, Ji Hang Lee. ACCT's Director of Strategic Communications, David Connor, and I spoke with Ji Hang about how he fell in love with community colleges and what his plans are for the future. This may be obvious, but many of those plans involve trustees directly, so listen for ways you can get involved. Now, without further ado, let's talk with Ji Hang. Today, my colleague David Cotter, the Director of Strategic Communications, and I are here with ACCT's new President and CEO, Ji Hang Lee. Ji Hang, first, congratulations. Uh, thank you so much, and it's great to be with both of you today. And second, uh, just to jump off, how did you get interested and involved with community colleges? Well, thank you for that, Jacob, and the question. You know, for me, um, and I think uh, not everybody knows my personal history, uh, you know, going back to when I first immigrated to the United States at the age of four, to me, the hallmark of my journey to um, to my current position and, uh, and my other positions has always been my avid support for public education. As an immigrant to the United States, public education is the most equalizing force that we have in our society. And for me, uh, transitioning and joining ACCT in 2006, it was a perfect opportunity to give back and also uh, be led by a mission around public education and supporting our neediest students of uh, every day and you know that has been my kind of north star in terms of my our advocacy here at ACCT to ensure that all of our students have the ability to succeed and that kind of has pushed us to go into areas where such as basic needs mental health um, student loans all, all these advocacy and policy issues because they are issues that confront many of our students and I'm, I'm excited to kind of lead the next generation of policy work um, and in that vein one of the things that we'll be creating within ACCT is a center for policy practice and research that will focus more on a lot of these issues that we have touched upon but also to help boards around key issues uh, that uh, confront many of our colleges such as enrollment declines, um, missing males on our campuses, and other critical issues that uh, we hope that can help our colleges succeed and, uh, and uh, succeed in this next generation of higher education. So I don't want to get too uh, lost in policy today, but that is a substantial part of your background and a big part of where, you know, ACCC's mission and what we're going to be doing going forward. So just to get a little background, what are some of the um, accomplishments, and I, I know there have been many over the past 10 to 15 years that you are particularly excited about? Well, for me, um, we as an organization have increased our brand recognition in Washington, D.C. 
uh, you know, when we can pick up the phone and call the White House, uh, the Domestic Policy Council, when we can call any of the authorizers and get meetings. Uh, those are things that, you know, 15, 20 years ago was a little bit different. You know, we have substantially increased our brand recognition within Washington, D.C. as an advocacy organization and as a policy organization. And that has led to successful wins in areas such as the creation of uh, the first tax grant of the $2.5 billion worth of funds that went out to our community colleges. And even this past year, you've seen the culmination of our advocacy in Washington, D.C., where we were successful in changing the formula allocation that went out to our, uh, to our higher education institutions and the, the uh, stimulus part two and stimulus part three, where we changed from a um, FTE model uh, to a headcount model. And while that sounds very, you know, percents and dollars and cents, you know, that substantive change equaled almost $20 billion of additional resources going to our institutions that we would not have been successfully able to get if we didn't change that funding formula. Yeah, so I mean, it, it sounds like, and from my personal experience, ACCTs over the past, you know, uh, 10 to 15 years been recognized more and more as sort of the driving force or one of the driving forces behind those changes. So with uh, this new center, how do you envision that being able to elevate ACCT to the next level and being able to have an even greater impact in Washington and across the country? For me, uh, this center will have two focuses. One is uh, providing thought leadership in Washington, D.C. around key issues, uh, doing a further e e extrapolation and, and uh, look into how student loans are affecting our students at community colleges to looking at some of the basic needs conversations. Um, but it's also a, an opportunity through the center to provide pro professional development and technical assistance back to our member institutions. And th those will be areas such as our project that we are that is being funded by the ECMC Foundation on the non-credit and credit alignment. Uh, and for me, that's ultimately the most important thing is like, how do we give back to our membership for their continued membership in ACCT and support of ACCT so that they can succeed as an institution in serving their member, uh, excuse me, serving their community and their students. So it's going to have two focuses um, and they'll be running side by side. But to me, the most exciting thing that that next iteration is being is to go into this professional development technical assistance part. That, so that we can we can give back to our membership. And I would just note that we're also doing that as part of our SNAP employment and training grant that we have a subgrant through the U.S. Department of Agriculture. So we have a cohort of colleges that's participating uh, in that project and we're providing technical assistance to those institutions. And we're hopeful to utilize those trainings and the learning opportunities that has transpired to give back to our membership so that they can, if they aspire to, also participate in these various programs. So, Jihang, I think uh, most people listening probably <clears throat> know your background at ACCT. You directed our public policy, or vice president for public policy, and you did, um, I was here while you individually sort of created this whole research division of ACCT that you're now going to formalize. 
Um, so I think a lot of people think of you in terms of um, advocacy, but I know as well that you are also really committed to our membership activities and giving back to our members, which you just mentioned. I know you have some big ideas for that, which will, um, I think, be of great interest to a lot of our members. So do you want to talk about some of those plans? And there, are there any that are top secret for now? Um, well, none of it is really top secret per se. Uh, we're, we're coming into the, um, we're hopeful to announce something by springtime with a role, with a former rollout. What I can tell our membership is the following. Board of Education to me is uh, one of our two missions of our associations. It's advocacy and board education. And for me, as your, your president and CEO, we're going to make a concerted effort to support board education uh, for our boards. Um, we are going to be doing the following. Number one, board education is going to be front and center for our membership. Number two, it is going to be free to our membership. Uh, we have had significant changeover in our boards across this country, whether or not you're appointed or elected, we've seen significant shifts. Um, while our demographics of our trustees are, is also changing, uh, when I first started in 2006 at ACCT, I was told, you know, our trustees are older, they like paper, they don't read emails, they, you know, they won't do virtual. Well, I can tell you in 2021, while we have seen shifts, it's not like they're 20 years younger, but our trustees are getting younger. They're becoming a little bit more, uh, we have more women joining the force, uh, uh, joining the boards. We're also having more diverse individuals coming to our boards. So how does ACCT provide this information to our trustees so that they can work in concert with their board members and their presidents? So we're gonna be utilizing technology uh, as a driving force to support and guide and educate our trustees on uh, the basics of trusteeship and and also cover some of the nuances. That being said, we're also, you know, one of the things that we did learn um, this past uh, October is that our membership really does support in-person meetings. They are, they are, um, they are excited to see each other, uh, and that's a key component of being a human is the social interactions. So we're going to continue to do in-person meetings, but what are the key components of this broad board education initiative that we'll be leading will be around the ubiquitous use of technology and modules and podcasts uh, so that trustees can be self-paced and uh, go through the process of learning all the particulars of trusteeship. Great, so um, regarding the membership as well, I think this will be a good opportunity to kind of plug our committees. Um, for anybody who's listening from our membership, that is a really important way of getting involved with ACCT. If you've got ideas for, as Jihang is building out um, different ways to work with members in both advocacy and in governance education capacities, get involved through our uh, committees because that's how you can get feedback directly to our board, which then will go to our CEO. Um, but there's also another way that Jiang has uh, just launched because he wants to hear directly from members who are not necessarily in our committees and making that kind of commitment. So Jiang, tell us about your town halls. 
Yes, uh, thank you, David. Uh, you know, one of the things that I uh, that I want to give our membership an opportunity to do is the following. You know, I relish our events. Um, it is a, a, an enormous opportunity to shake hands, hug uh, our members that come to our events and talk to. But you know, for the most part, I will say these are consistent attendees of our conference, and I could probably tell you about. 50 to 60 percent of those individuals I can guess if they're coming or not you know one of the things that I wanted to do and this is why we did our first town hall event early uh, earlier last month and we're going to be doing um, uh, another one in January is I really want to hear from our rank and file trustees and also from our presidents to talk a little bit about what they see and value from ACCT but most importantly what they need from ACCT um, as we head into 2022, what are the things that our member boards and our colleges need from our association? And that to me is the most critical items. And I'm excited to have, you know, we had almost 100 people in our last town hall. I'm hopeful to have another 100 in January to talk to us. And, you know, my team and I are busily taking notes and, and figuring out how we can meet um some of the the demands and you know we're, you know of our association to support our institutions but i encourage you to sign up uh get your zoom link and join us virtually and talk um i think it's a it's a great um it's a great avenue to provide perspective and feedback uh to this important organization yeah and just to kind of drill into that really um briefly during the first town hall, there was a lot of, um, it was great to hear a lot of compliments um, about ACCT's events, about our advocacy initiatives, support during COVID, and also a lot of uh, ideas, suggestions for supports that members need, um, particularly things related to innovation. Um, can you tell us a few of the things that you heard that kind of rose to the top? Because I think it would be useful for people listening to um, if they agree to jump in and let us know more specifically maybe what's on their minds and if they have other ideas that you don't mention we need to hear those too yeah i think you know one of the most important pieces of information that was imparted to us and the team to me and the team is the following enrollment enrollment um you know enrollment concerns are driving a many uh, uh for the large part is affecting our institutions. Um, if you take a look, uh, the unemployment, um, unemployment rate is under 5%. Uh, unemployment rate under 5% means that our, uh, that our enrollments are going to be suffering since our enrollment patterns especially are counter-cyclical to the unemployment rate. So how are other colleges and how, what are some of the avenues that colleges can support their students and get them back into the classroom. I think that is by far the most important piece of that puzzle that we heard. And so we're, you know, we're compiling these notes. We'll be providing some uh, best practices. You know, one of the other things that we heard in that vein is that um, while we typically utilize our conferences as opportunities to showcase and provide innovations to what that innovations of what's going on on other campuses, there was a request for us to kind of showcase this, this 
within the context of like on our website. So college trustees don't have to come to San Diego. They don't have to come to New York to learn and read about some of these scenarios and best practices. So we're going to be embarking on being able to support that opportunity also so that we can showcase uh, these items and that boards and presidents can think creatively about some um, solutions uh, for you know the enrollment situation that's occurring on their campuses. Obviously, not all answers are going to you know fit each institution, but I'm hopeful that one or two items could support and supplement uh, what's going on at, uh, in particular institutions. If people are listening to this and want to get more involved with the town halls, where should they? Where should we direct them? Um, everything is uh, for registration for the town hall is on our homepage, acct.org. Visit that and you'll see a, I believe it's a microphone um, uh, with the, <laughs> that will, you know, with, a, with an audience. And I think that's, uh, I think that's what we've utilized for our town hall. So please join us. And I look forward to talking to you in January. Yeah, I'll make sure to include links to all that information in the description to this episode. Um, Ji Hang, is there anything else that you're really excited about? Uh, to me, uh, you know, there's a couple things on the horizon for for me that I'm excited about. Um, we're excited to host all of our membership uh, for our February National Legislative Summit here in Washington, D.C., uh, February 6th through the 9th. Um, we are doing a significant amount of work in pre preparing for that. We're contacting various cabinet agencies and getting trying to secure the participation of our secretaries and obviously uh, the president and the first lady. Uh, we'll, we'll see whether or not they will be able to attend. Uh, it's always you know uh, there's always competing uh, competing interests as we try to secure their participation. But I think that is, uh, you know, one of the things that's most important for us is continue to be an advocacy organization and have uh, people here in Washington, D.C. as a show of force and support of our uh, local community colleges. Uh, the other thing I would just note in conjunction with uh, the National Legislative Summit on February 9th, uh, we'll be hosting a Rural Community College Day. Uh, that's in concert with AACC, who also is a partner of ours for the National Legislative Summit, but will also be partnered with by uh, the Rural Community College Alliance. So these three organizations will be hosting a Rural Community College Day to support our rural institutions. Uh, we'll be having some speakers to talk about rural funding opportunities, uh, and then we'll also have some various agencies come to talk about grant opportunities and technical assistance. Uh, for our institutions that might be having complications relative to regula regulations or grant opportunities or others. And then lastly, we obviously would love to see you um, in New York City for our annual meeting. Um, and I'm sure we'll have a grand, grand old time in, in New York City in, in late October of 2022. But please utilize all the other opportunities to, to interface with our membership um, and also with our, with our team. Um, and think about our volunteer opportunities. Um, David mentioned uh, the, the committees that we have and the committee structure that we have. But we're also looking for state coordinators, uh, people who can be the conduit back to our association with information about what's transpiring in states. 
it's vitally important for us as an organization to know what's going on in our in our community and our membership and coordinators serve a very specific role in providing us feedback on legislative activity other activity that might uh, be of great importance ACCT and so we are looking for a number of coordinators uh, so if you see that as an opportunity for you we uh, we would love to uh, have you join the fold yeah and if you are if you are nervous about getting involved these are all really wonderful people and they all really care about their institutions and uh, your voice certainly matters so we do hope we'll hear from you um, Ji Hang, thank you so much for sitting down to talk with us. Uh, we're all really excited about what's to come. Well, thank you again to both of you for, for taking time with me, and thank you all to our membership too for your support uh, for my uh, current position. And I hopefully will see you either on a computer screen or hopefully in person in the near future. Thank you again for your service to ACCT and specifically to your institutions. Thank you for listening to this episode of In the Know. All of the links to information discussed today can be found in the description of this episode. While we do have a lot of great content planned for this season, we always want to hear from you about ideas for future episodes. We'll see you next week.